hello and welcome to On A Mission, the show where we share inspiring conversations with phenomenal women who are creating success and prosperity in their lives with purpose and passion. I'm Pauline Rodish, a success mindset coach and clinical hypnotherapist, and I'm on a personal mission to remind you that you are a beautiful soul and you have so much potential. And my intention for this show is to give you the nudge to answer your own calling and to rise up and take on your life's mission. So hello again, everybody. And this episode of On A Mission is with the gorgeous Nikki Bowman, um, who hails from South Africa, happens to live not too far away from me. And we met about a year and a half ago, pre-COVID, at the yoga classes that I used to facilitate. So Nikki, it's wonderful that you're here. And Nikki has a wonderful business called Simplify and Sort. She is a decluttering expert. And I had the pleasure of having Nikki run a workshop recently with my clients. They all thought it was amazing. She's a wonderful deliverer of information and she's running a challenge next week, but I'm sure she'll tell you a little bit more about that. So at the time of this recording today, it's the 16th of June, 2021. So just to keep that right, Nikki, you're so welcome. It's great to have you here. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sun is shining. Can't complain. <laughs> no, absolutely. Reminding you. So we were having a lovely little chat before we came on live and we were chatting about South Africa. Um, I used to import candles, as I said, from Johannesburg many moons ago. So we're just catching up on location. So Nikki, you come from Johannesburg originally, right? That's correct. Yeah. Do you want to just share life in South Africa and now life in Ireland and how that all took place and what has inspired your business, etc.? I'd love to hear about that. I'm sure our listeners would too. Uh, yes. So um, we, we've been living in Ireland now for uh, about two and a half years. Absolutely loving it. Um, so, um, if, you know, I think a lot of people, if anyone's been to South Africa or read about South Africa, will know that South Africa has struggles with crime and its economy and those sorts of things. I mean, a beautiful country, l loads of lovely places to visit. But, um, you know, we really move for the long term sort of safety of our family and for, for kind of better prospects for our kids to grow up in a, a safer, more secure environment. So um, when we moved to Ireland, we'd actually never been to Ireland. We'd never visited. We, we didn't know a single person. <laughs> person um, it was really just taking a very big leap of faith but our kids were sort of uh, I think they were five and seven around that age at the time when we moved and we kind of thought it was now or never you know let's move while they are young enough so um, the, the thing about my husband and I and my parents my parents actually moved with us so that, it was this, that makes a big difference it does, it does. It was the six of us that moved. Um, I think we were sitting around having dinner one night and we kind of just started having the discussion and that was in the September. And by February the following year, we packed up all of our houses, sold everything and moved. So we, we're not the type to um, think on things. Once, no, 
yeah. we're very impatient. So once we kind of made the decision to move, we, we really wanted to move. Um, and I think a big part is I've kind of been on this journey to simplify for the last sort of five years. You know, it started with physical stuff in my home, um, but then definitely went on to other areas. So I'm all about simplifying how I spend my time, who I spend my time with, um, what I do. And it just really appealed to me to live a little bit more simply out in the countryside in Ireland. So that's it. We moved two and a half years ago. Um, yes, I do miss the sunshine, um, you know, sometimes, but um, overall, very happy in Ireland. Love living here. Um, in, in South Africa, I was actually in um, HR. I had my own business there for eight years. Um, and I was working as an HR consultant for small businesses who didn't have HR. But I think, you know, for quite a long time, I almost always felt like I should be doing something else, you know. Um, so I, I'm like a serial entrepreneur. I'm forever starting little businesses. Um, so for, for eight years, I, I stuck with the HR consulting that was always like my, even though it was a consulting business, it was like my my day job kind of thing. Um, but then I think I was always looking for something a little bit more creative on the side. So I started activity classes for kids. Then I did baking. Um, so I love to bake and I had a little baking business. Um, then I started doing kids cl baking classes. And I think I always had something little on the side that I wanted to do, but I, I, something a bit more creative. But I think everything... I tried, I, I, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't the right thing, right, right. Yes, you know, yes, those things came and went. And then when we moved, uh, there's something about an international move that I really think makes you brave. And I don't know if you experienced that with your move to Australia and then back and, um, but there's something about it that makes you almost realize things are not so permanent. Yes. And that you're much braver than you think you are. No, I'm really glad that you're saying that, to be honest, because my own experience definitely it takes some courage um, it was a leap of faith yeah. unlike yourself we didn't take family with us and that was that might have made the world of difference actually because my heart was very much at home with my parents you know and I think if they'd been with us it would have been a whole different you know different experience but you think you might have made it work you know and I often think and I now I now know that you know my heart was back home it was as simple as that and my heart won out completely and um, but I admire you. I think it's fantastic. And I, I like the fact that you talk about decision. Believe it or not, I'm in the middle of, of, of doing a boot camp this week and tomorrow we're talking about decision. And, you know, one thing about being a quick decision maker, it's actually a sign of somebody who is successful. Successful people actually make their decisions really fast and they rarely change their mind, if at all. So, you know, well done on that. It just proves that, you know, you are that successful person and you're making a success of things here, which is actually amazing. So then obviously with all the various different experiences you've had in business, you eventually obviously stumbled upon, I mean, the, the simplify and sort business has really been a reflection of what you wanted to achieve in your life. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny, since I was a young kid, my family have always said I'm not like the rest of my family, like they tend to be quite messy. And, you know, my family have always called me Martha Stewart because I've loved brilliant keeping yeah. a nice home and things like that. So if I look back, it's kind of always been my personality yes. and when we moved I felt braver and I knew I wanted to do something different I thought you know um 
HR legislation is a little bit different here. And when we first arrived here, I took an HR job and I went back to corporate um, full-time work, which was a huge adjustment for me after eight years being home with my kids, setting my own hours, going back to working for someone did not do me or my family well. Um, And I did that for nine months, you know, because you you do what you have to do. Um, But I think that I kind of, you know, I was at that stage where it was like, you know, I've got this completely fresh start, new country. Why not be really big and brave and do something else? And, you know, in South Africa, I had started a Facebook page and a blog, a little bit about simple living and decluttering and the benefits of it. And, you know, I really wanted other people to benefit the way I had. And so when we moved, I just thought, you know, this is the perfect opportunity. So um, I found a lady in Ireland, actually, I did the course online. Um, She's got a declutter academy where she basically helps you to set up a decluttering and organizing business. And you, you know, you can become a certified professional. Um, And so that's what I did. And that's kind of how I got to where I am. It's fantastic. And you know, it's amazing that you can make a business out of helping people to declutter. I mean, I remember when I lived in Australia, there was a lady from New Zealand that I became quite friendly with. And she had done that when she lived in Australia. She was living in Australia, obviously, for quite a while. But when she was at home in New Zealand, she had started a decluttering business. And I've never even heard the concept of it certainly being a business. I mean, I'm aware of the decluttering. I mean, you might look behind me and think I'm very disorganized. But actually, I've been called, what's her name from you're Martha Stewart but I used to get Monica from Friends you know and always kind of picking up you know tidying and straightening things out but I've definitely got much more relaxed in my life and because I always that can be a little bit too OTT as well I think there's a nice balance we have to have find the middle ground the middle ground you know but you know I'd love you to share and because you mentioned it when you did the, the the workshop with us there recently about how the decluttering has impacted your health and your husband as well. I'm sure people would love to know that it's so much more than just tidying a drawer or straightening it Yeah, it is. I think a lot of times people think like kind of dismiss decluttering yes. um, because it's almost like, oh, well, you know, it's just about having a tidier home or, you know, kind of showing off your home or, or things like that. Um, you know, I've always liked things nice and tidy. And so, um, I never had like overly visible clutter. People could come to a house. It wasn't messy or anything like that, but it took a huge amount of energy to focus on keeping it that way. Because um, I think a lot of the time the focus is on organization. So, you know, there's plenty of professional organizers out there and I don't refer to myself as a professional organizer. I'm a decluttering and organizing professional because I think often the focus is too much on organizing and not enough of, the yes. letting go of the excess that's a very distinct difference actually isn't it yes yeah and uh, I think a lot of times we think we've got loads of useful stuff and so we just need to organize it better instead of yes. going well what don't we use and let's let go of it because then it naturally stays more organized so I mean I was spending a lot of time organizing 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 in fact the thought never even crossed my mind that the stuff I had we weren't using and I should get rid of it And um, over the course of nine months, we simplified. So we really did. We got rid of everything that we didn't use, love and need. And then what really started is a physical journey to get rid of 
physical clutter and make more space and time um, ended up kind of giving us the headspace to tackle other things. So my husband and I lost um, a combined 80 pounds of excess weight. We cleared all of our debt, which we'd been trying to do for ages and failing at and have been debt free for the last three years. Um, we started simplifying everything. So like how we spend our time, you know, relationships that weren't working for us anymore. Um, you know, what the focus is with our kids. So we are very much focused now on experiences and memories rather than hitting the toy store to buy a new toy or, you know, those sorts of things. So, I mean, it had a huge impact on, you know, it, it didn't just change that, oh, now I don't have to clean so much and the house is a bit tidier. It really had an impact on, um, you know, overall well-being and just that headspace to tackle things like once all that like claustrophobic energy of stuff that you don't even realize is there was gone and and I can literally if I go back and track the dates the year after we decluttered we lost 80 pounds of weight the year after that we settled all our debt the year after that we moved to Ireland the year after that I started my business like you know it was every year we set another goal and we tackled it and I truly believe when you don't have the physical clutter, you can start tackling the other stuff. Well, absolutely. They say that it's reflected in your mindset and how you do things, you know. But I know people that are listening to this are going to, they will be very cross with me if I don't zoom in on one thing that you've said. So please forgive me. I know this is your interview. But when, because I'm always paying attention to what people say, words, losing weight not a good idea to say I've lost, you know, X amount of pounds, only because the mind is always going to look for something that they that we've lost. Oh, okay, interesting. We, we associate pain with losing something. Yes. So I just wanted to add that in there because I know anybody that's listening to this, they know I'll always jump in on that very thing when people and say don't. <laughs> yeah. So released weight or shed yes. weight, but the word loss, it's incredible because the mind is always thinking in pictures. It needs to go I, find it. Absolutely. But I wanted to go back to um, just to highlight, if you don't mind, and spotlight the other words that you did use that I think people will really get, get value out of. So what would the, what's the criteria as well, just when, when we're actually looking at stuff, right? You know, do I love it? Do I need love it? it? Use it or need it. So those are the criteria I use because often people are applying the criteria of, um, is it still in good condition? Um, might I use it? Mm -hmm. um, you know, is it expensive? Is it still in good condition? Those things are not criteria for me. The criteria is three simple things. Do yeah. I love it? Do I use it? And do I need it? And if it doesn't fit those categories. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember listening to an interview many years ago with the Dalai Lama. And um, he was talking about, I suppose, simplifying life as he would with his tradition and, and, and all the rest. But I remember he says, he says, if I was to go into a big department store with all the bright lights and all the beautiful colored things and all the bright shiny objects, I would be tempted, he said, to want to buy. Because, of course, marketing people and advertisers are doing a phenomenal job at enticing us. That's, the, that's what they do. And so he said, the, the one question you ask yourself before you spend, do I need it? Yeah. <laughs> and I must admit, I have used that. Do I need it? I, I've, 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 I often ask myself that question. And I'm delighted to say a lot of the time, I, it, the answer is no, I don't need it. 
But however, do I want it is a different thing. Yes. And, you know, I mean, look, we're, we're adults and, and hopefully it's great to have the education from someone like yourself, you know, to determine it. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting things either because I'm in the business of helping people to get what they want. But, you know, and it, you know what, I'm, I'm not about being minimalist and saying, oh, well, you can only have so many items. Mm -hmm. But I think what often happens is we um, we are in this habit of just sort of unconsciously collecting. Yes. We are just, you know, there's loads of marketing out there and there's loads of, um, you know, like messaging about how more stuff is going to make you happier. Sure, and sure. I think that it's, it's not about how much you have. It's just about being a conscious curator of the stuff you have in your home. Yes. So absolutely, if, if you love handbags and you want to collect handbags, have a hundred of them, you know, that that's fine. But I think that when you have stuff that is just um, not being used and it's just stored away somewhere and you're not enjoying it, then there's no point in having that. Collecting dust, yeah. And I think, you know, especially with when it comes to clothes as well, you know, I mean, maybe sometimes we're, especially after COVID, a lot of us think, oh my God, I don't fit into that now, but I will, and I'm, I'm aiming to. Um, what would you say to the women that are just looking at their wardrobes? Have you got some tips around clothes? So that's one of the common questions I get asked about is, is what do I do? And um, an interesting little fact is that um, most of us are only wearing about 20 to 30% of our wardrobes, 80 to 90% of the time. So um, what I would say is, is that probably that stuff that doesn't fit you now that you're hoping to get back into was probably stuff you didn't even wear when you did fit into it. I know. So I would say really be brutal. And um, I'm a big fan of deciding how much of everything you need before you start decluttering. So often the approach is just to go through your wardrobe and take things out and go, oh, well, is it still in good condition? You know, could I fit into it? I'll keep it. I like to flip it around and do it the other way. So sit down and write a list. What do you actually need? So what's my lifestyle? What's the weather like where I live? Yeah, those yeah. sorts of things and then write a list you know I need this many pairs of trousers this many dresses this many shirts this is how much summer stuff winter stuff etc and then go with your list to your wardrobe pick the items that are your favorite in best condition that meet those requirements and let go of the rest um, I would say if you're not fitting into stuff by all means keep some of that stuff but Again, I would say be quite critical of what you keep, you know, really think about be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Are you ever going to fit back into that? It's also okay to go, well, you know what, my body's changed. Yeah, it's okay to let go of it. You know, be honest with yourself. And then really only just keep key kind of pieces that you know if you fit back into them, you will definitely wear. Don't keep things just because I think a lot of times with wardrobes, we're quite aspirational. Absolutely. And so we, we keep stuff, yeah. you know. I, just for the sake of it. And I mean, I, I heard once upon a time, if you haven't worn something for three years, I think it was, then the likelihood of you ever wearing it is remote. Yeah, but that's good. The stats, 20 to 30%, We it, I would agree with that. 80, 90% of the time, I would totally agree with that. Um, I'm definitely getting into the, the cupboards this weekend, most definitely. And I love, to be honest, I actually would do it maybe twice a year anyway. I mean, I like to move stuff on and certainly 
my son, I've only got the one child, so I, I don't have anybody directly coming behind him to hand something down to. It definitely goes to charity shops. It sometimes goes to some of his friends that are smaller than him. Yes. And often, um, you know, they've hardly even been worn. So you're giving away really good stuff and it's a shame to not, not pass it on. You know, I certainly wouldn't put anything in the bin unless it wasn't in good condition. Rather let somebody else get some value and some use out of something. You know, I'm, I hate things going to waste. So I think when you know it's going to someone else, you can really use it and benefit from it. It, um, yeah. And, and you know, I wonder, like, it's very obvious that you're passionate about this. Okay. But do you feel, I mean, it's a question I ask a lot of guests on this show because this is all about being on a mission. Do you feel that you're on a mission and that there's a bigger, bigger thing going on behind Simplify and Sort? Um, yes, definitely. So like I do, <laughs> I've actually kind of used this, the statement before of like, I'm on a mission to sort homes, you know, one household at a time. Yeah. So I definitely, definitely do feel like I am, you know, it, it's not just about the tidy homes. You, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not providing a cleaning service. Um, so it's not just about cleaning a home. I'm really trying to get to that bigger thing of creating homes where women do not feel so exhausted. It's the yeah. number one thing I get is, you know, all of my clients are pretty much women who are sick of the mess, sick yep. of the anxiety, the stress. Um, and interestingly, uh, they did studies on the, the impact of clutter and um, it raises your cortisol level. So your stress hormone levels. And interestingly enough, it actually affects women far worse than it does men. So it's no Don't wonder. Don't we know it? Don't we know it? So it, it's no wonder that it's the woman coming to me saying, oh, I can't deal with this anymore. But that, that's what I, the, the bigger mission really is to create happier homes where people want to live in the space where they're spending more time with their families they're making memories um i know but you've also got your own amazing story and great evidence of how it's impacted other areas of your life you know your health in particular so who would you say would be one two or three most influential people in your life and why um so actually i would say quite close to home actually so two probably the people who are quite influential would be my parents so my dad had his own business for a very long time and I think I always wanted that that flexibility you know um to kind of decide when I worked how I worked that sort of thing um and my mom was the same so she often ran smaller creative businesses where she could be home with us and work odd hours and and things like that um, and then probably the third person would be my husband, because he's always um, kind of supported these crazy ideas, no matter what business I came to him with to say, oh, you know what I'm going to do next? It was always like, yes, go on, let's do it. You know, there was never, ever a time where he would say, oh, that's a bit risky. Don't you think you should stick with the the job, job. Yeah. the secure job or the yeah. secure pension or whatever you know so I think that that's kind of been quite a big influence I think it can be really hard for women if you're married and you're trying to do something different and you already yourself are a little bit scared to do it and if you're part of the support it's wonderful yeah and if your partner just has a little bit of doubt mm -hmm. it can really you know sway you into thinking oh well 
I'm in the I'm I'm in the business of helping people not to allow that doubt in, just to go gung ho at it regardless. Because we we if we're waiting for other people to support us, sometimes we yeah. could be waiting forever. So I still I mean it's great when we have the support, but yeah. I think we have to learn to do things in spite of it. You know, if we don't actually Absolutely. have it. So what would you say, perhaps maybe on this journey, has been the biggest mistake, and what did you learn from it? Um, I think that. <sighs> Probably one of the biggest mistakes is sort of um, in in my business now is probably like jumping around a little bit too much, not kind of focusing and sticking with one thing at a time. So I think as humans, it's kind of human nature to always be like chasing the next shiny thing, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think that sometimes a lot of the time I've not, along the whole journey of starting various businesses, is that I've not always necessarily given things enough time to really come to fruition, you know? Um, And I'm learning that now with this business, really just sticking with things and polishing it and polishing it and, you know, sticking with it. I, I honestly hear you and I can definitely echo that because... It's about really, you know, sometimes we go really wide thinking we need all these other, you know, strings to our bow. Um, but eventually you have to drill down and go deeper with what we're doing. So I think that's what you're describing. I'm exactly in the same boat myself, but I have, it takes time sometimes. Would you agree? It takes a while it does. Uh, for us to get some kind of feedback and encouragement, if you like, you know, that what we're doing matters. Yes. And it's about fulfillment, isn't it really? It is. And I think a lot of times, um, I think if you're quite a creative person, you can also start going off on a tangent. So, um, you know, I've always like I've always had the HR business and then I've always had like something creative as an outlet. And I think that we come up with loads of ideas when you're a bit creative, you know, and you think you have to follow all of those ideas. And I'm just starting to realize, like, it's okay to write the idea down and maybe I'll come back to it at a later stage. But for now. Uh, you know, I, I tend to get a lot of enjoyment out of this new thing I'm creating. And then I get a little bit bored with the proofreading and the polishing and the, that sort of thing. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I'm learning to sit in that uncomfortable place where I don't necessarily want to polish it and edit it. And, you know, I don't want to say perfect it because I don't like the word perfect, but, you know, improve it. Um, and but I'm actually enjoying it. I find once you push through and you keep kind of trying yeah. to improve it, you I actually think, start yeah. enjoying it. I, I think as well that we look, we're, we're always going to be like, well, we have a choice, of course, always. But I think choosing to continuously learn and grow as individuals, as, as, as people, first and foremost, then whether we're business people, entrepreneurs or otherwise, is, is, is important. And part of that growth would be to recognize that, you know, to ask the deeper meaning questions, is what I'm doing having an impact? Is it filling me up? Is it bringing me joy? Is it making a difference in somebody else's lives? At least that's the kind of questioning that I would have personally. Do you feel that you think similarly? Yes, definitely. And I think, like you say, the more you start getting those, um, it takes time to get that feedback. And once you start getting it, you know, like um, my membership program has been going for nearly a year now. And the feedback I am getting now about, you know, from from ladies who are saying like, this has changed my life, you know, then you start really thinking like, no, I'm on the right track. I've got to stick with this because you start getting that feedback in the beginning. You're almost shooting a little bit in the dark and going, I don't know, is this helping people, you know, 
is it the package, you know, the way they want it or, or whatever. Once you start getting that feedback, then you know, definitely. And that definitely drives me to go, well, you know, is it helping people? Is it, you know, am I enjoying it? Absolutely. And I think these are questions that we do have to ask. So I'm just curious to know, I mean, I'm all about, you know, living out our life purpose and helping people to reach their potential and recognize, you know, that when we do come from that place within us where we feel guided or led, do you have a belief around that? Do you believe in kind of a higher intelligence or soul? Yes, yes, I definitely do. So, I mean, I'm not an, I'm not an overly religious person, but I definitely believe there's some sort of a higher power, um, you know, I have to believe we are part of something bigger than just our individual self. So I definitely think there is. And I think that, um, you know, I think that often we can be guided, you know, sometimes ideas just come out of nowhere, you feel that nudge of, oh, that's the next step I need to take, or, you know, that's the thing I need to do. So I definitely do think there's some. And when would you feel that connection most um, I'd probably say when I'm walking in the woods, you know, when you're in nature and it's quiet and you're switched off from your phone and the birds are tweeting and, you know, that that would definitely be when there's that, you feel connected to something bigger, I think, especially when you're out in nature. Absolutely. And look, at just for the record, I mean, I really don't associate religion either with that particular question or that line of questioning. It's just this kind of invisible power energy is really what I'm always talking about. And I like, we share the same woods. So yes. I, also, I also feel that when I'm in the woods, I have to say, or really anywhere in nature, you know, it's just absolutely amazing. So what advice would you give your younger self, Nikki? Um, if I could go back and give myself advice, it would probably be that you're enough. You yeah. know, I think a lot of times we, hold ourselves back because we are scared we aren't good enough we need another qualification we need more experience we need something else we're waiting for perfect and I think if I could go back and kind of say well you're ready now it's you're enough now you know do it just do it anyway you don't have you don't have to everyone started somewhere you know you don't have to be perfect you don't have to you know, emulate someone else. You can be who you are. There are plenty of people out there who need your story, your message, your service. You don't have to please all of the people, you know. Fantastic. I love it. And really and truly, I think people that are just as, as advanced as you are in your business would actually agree with that. I mean, it's just, we, we that's what holds most people back is that the idea that they're not good enough. So are you reading a book at the moment that you want to share with us? Yes, um, I'm actually reading two books at the moment. The first is The Five Love Languages of Children, which I'm absolutely loving and changed the way I'm dealing with my kids. And the second book I'm reading is the um, Childpreneur book um, from Denise Field Thomas. And it's all about being a little bit more 
relaxed in the way you approach um, business. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we can overcomplicate things and burn ourselves out. So I'm halfway, I've listened to the audiobook before, now I'm actually reading the, the hard copy and I'm really enjoying it. I know who you mean, she's a blonde lady. Is she Australian or is she American? I can't remember. She's, she's Australian, so she does a lot of work around money mindset and yes. things like that. Yeah. But her Chillpreneur book is all about sort of being an entrepreneur and, and how chilling. to kind of do it a little bit more calmly <laughs> fantastic and well she's learned the hard way do you have a favorite quote and why um yes so my my quote or my saying would be the quote that i actually used in the training with you on saturday which is progress over perfection and i use it everywhere so i use it when I'm teaching my clients, it's all about progress. Stop worrying about the perfection. I use it in my own life. You know, often I think we can procrastinate. Um, you know, at the moment I'm busy recording videos for my membership program. And I think we can wait to do it until we've polished the content a little bit more or we've had our hair done or we, you know, those yeah. sorts of things. And so I constantly just remind myself that it's about progress and, you know, not waiting for, because perfect never arrives. I, so. agree. I agree. I totally agree. Just, just get started. And, you know, I, because there's always going to be change and because that's the nature of, of life. It's constantly yes. evolving, constantly changing. So, what excites you, Nikki, about yourself, your life, your business, the future? Um, I think what you're saying now about, you know, everything changes. Um, I used to be quite a control freak, but since moving, <laughs> I think I've learned that nothing is permanent. Um, right. And there's a little bit of freedom in that, I think, of kind of like, you know, nothing is set in stone so I think it's exciting to kind of go well you know where will life take you next you know yeah. it's it's okay to not control everything and know exactly how things are going to be and to let go a little bit absolutely I couldn't agree with you more I think that's a wonderful um sort of idea and to leave everybody with that you know just to let go and to enjoy life a little bit more and to tune in and listen to the guidance from within and, and be guided and you know you have lots of ideas and you're pursuing the one that you're currently doing I get lots of ideas everybody does but a lot of people don't run with their ideas but I think if we can just encourage people to run with the idea that they have most where they can use their gifts and their talents and make a difference in the world I think that is really where it's at for all of us Absolutely. I want to thank you sincerely would you like just to mention about your challenge and the purpose behind it. It's happening next week, isn't it, on Monday? Yes. So next week, Monday to Friday, I've got a five-day challenge coming up. It's um, called Conquer Your Clutter. So over five days, I'll be kind of teaching the five steps that I believe you need to follow if you want to conquer your clutter once and for all and stop moving it around the house. So that'll yeah. be Monday to Friday with, with live daily training. Wonderful. So we will add the link to this when it, when it goes up there on, on YouTube and on the podcast. Fantastic. Nikki, look, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, wonderful to Thanks see you thriving and doing such a great job and helping people to reorganize their lives. And because it's so much more than, as you say, just decluttering, it's a phenomenal psychological benefit and emotional, etc. So it's great work. It's needed. And I wish you every success going forward. 
So I want to thank, thank everybody as well. I want to thank everybody as always for tuning in and listening. And I hope you've enjoyed this interview with um, Nikki. You can hear about her challenge in the link and just follow there. And I, I strongly encourage you to check her out. She's a brilliant teacher. She's fantastic at delivering it. She does keep it very simple and very doable. And the rest will be up to you. So thanks for again for listening. If you'd like to be part of this show and share what you do with the world and your mission and your passion and your life experiences and your mistakes, get in touch and you might be on the next episode or one of the next episodes coming up. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this show so that you will be notified when the next episode is released. And remember, keep believing you're amazing and you have so much to give. Now is your time. <laughs>